Oh man, here we go. Welcome back to the Right Wing Vegan. This is the Thursday episode of the show. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. You know, if you like what we do here, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you choose to listen to your podcast on. Like, comment, and give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. You can also follow the show on Twitter at VeganWing. It is a spicy, spicy Twitter and a fun place to be. Now, last night was the vice presidential debates and a lot we took we there was a lot to take away from this debate to be honest with you and i'm i'm going to say this you know normally the vice presidential debate means about as much as some junk mail that you get from like you know a waterbed company or some junk mail that you get from wherever right that's about as much stock as we put into the vice presidential debate it's there we know it's there we throw it away but this one is a lot more important because this vice presidential debate actually might feature might have featured the future as a matter of fact probably featured the future president right i mean think about it joe biden isn't gonna make it He isn't going to make it. He's not. The dude can't even hold, you know, he can't even do interviews with the press past 930 in the morning most days. He's putting a lid on it. Now, if you believe the polls, which no one in the right mind would, you would believe that Joe Biden's up. So why should he meet with the press? Why should he do any interviews? Because he's up. He's up. just Just sitting in his basement has been an incredibly effective strategy for Joe Biden in a way that no one could have ever predicted. Joe Biden does less good for himself when he is out there answering questions, talking to people. You know, that's... That's a fact. I mean, in all honesty, he's doing better for his campaign by not opening his mouth, which is kind of weird. Maybe maybe Trump, you could make the argument for Trump that Trump should stay off Twitter and he'd be doing better for his campaign, but... um, I don't know, you know, because Trump fires up his base with his tweets. We're going to get into a little bit of that when we talk about the vice presidential debate, by the way. But anyways, this one matters because Kamala Harris very likely is a future president. She very likely will be stepping in that role within the first two years of the administration with Joe Biden. If Joe Biden somehow makes it four years, he won't run again and Kamala Harris probably will. So there's a good chance Kamala is going to be at least at the very least, uh, you know, in the running for president. But again, I think she'll take over for Joe. And I think there's a lot of evidence of that. But so this this vice presidential debate mattered. And and what was the takeaway? Well, if you watch a lot of the mainstream media, the takeaway was a fly that happened to land on Mike Pence's head. That's the best they got, folks. That's it. That's what they got. The two things I've heard from the mainstream media today are the fly on Pence's head was the real winner and mansplaining. Now, you might be asking yourself, what in the heck is mansplaining? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Well, first of all, I don't I don't think it's a real thing. Supposedly, it's when a man will over explain something to a woman, dumbing her down, like treating her dumb, uh, treating her dumb, treating her as a dumb person. So that is what mansplaining is. And, and some of the, the mainstream media folks, including <laughs> including George Padapadapadapadopoulos, who said that who said it himself out loud live on CNN. I think it was CNN. Does he work for CNN or MSM? It doesn't matter. They're both the same network anymore. On the left-wing media, he he said out loud, there was a lot of mansplaining going on. What the? What do you mean mansplaining? You mean answering questions? 
You mean giving detailed descriptive answers to questions is now mansplaining? And if anybody was doing any talking down, it was Kamala Harris with her, excuse me, I'm talking. I'm talking, Mr. Vice President. Let me talk, Mr. Vice President. With her little smirk and her laugh. Ugh. Anyways, that's the takeaway. The, the real takeaway is that Mike Pence demolished Kamala Harris. He he shot her into orbit with a big uppercut. Boom! Just sent her right up there. Kamala looked unprepared. She didn't have answers to it. She dodged questions. Just moving, sticking, moving left and right. She didn't do much sticking. She was moving left and right. She put out the same tired narrative that we have heard from the left over and over again the same talking points racism this injustice that yada 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 i mean she couldn't give an actual answer to many of the questions so she would try and pivot and divert the talking points i do think mike pence did a decent job of controlling the conversation he certainly controlled the the stage he controlled the stage I mean, Pence was ready. Pence was prepared. Pence had answers when pushed. The moderator, I think she did a better job than Chris Wallace. I don't know if she did a good job. Again, I just kind of wish the moderator would act as a referee, but let the game be played, you know? Quit trying to dictate the game. And quit, by the way, this is two debates in a row now where the candidates have been asked about global warming. Global warming has to be like number 15 on most Americans' I give a crap about list. Like, global warming cannot be towards the top. Can we ask about things that actually matter? That would be, that would be, you know what? That would be wonderful if we could ask about things that actually matter. Things that mean something. The left thinks the world's going to end in 12 years because of global warming, but the science is so conflicting on it that I don't even want to, let's not even talk about it. Let's talk about the economy, the pandemic. Let's talk about law enforcement. Let's talk about things, medicine. Let's talk about the healthcare, things that matter to the American people right now. And global warming just is probably not on that list for the majority of us. But, you know, in all honesty, Pence annihilated her. And there are several key points in the debate that I can turn to. But there's one in particular that if the American people could understand the gravity of it, I really think it's going to hurt Joe Biden and Kamala. Now, they are banking, as they probably should, on the American people not understanding the gravity of stacking the court. So anytime this gets brought up by Republicans or conservatives, they are banking on the idea that you won't understand, that the American person will not understand the gravity of stacking the court and what that means. It's essentially a, a giant grab of power, and it almost eliminates a branch of government. It eliminates a check in our checks and balances system. It's dirty, dirty politics, and it's really, really bad. I mean, you know, when you want to make changes like this, th this is what I find very interesting. And I'll go back to the debate for some more key takeaway points, but I want to, I want to really focus on this one because I think if the American people can understand the gravity of what's happening here, this election should be a landslide for the Republicans. They keep saying out loud that Donald Trump is trying to steal the election. Donald Trump is trying to, to rig the election. But when you really, really like think about it, 
who, which party is trying to change all the rules? Which party wants to get rid of the Electoral College? Which party wants to get rid of the filibuster? Which party wants to stack the court? Which party wants to add two additional states, thus adding two seats to the Senate? Which party is the one who's doing this? It's the Democrat Party. The Republicans, last I checked, haven't asked for any of this stuff. They kind of want the system to stay the way it is. It's the Democrats who want to change the system. Who was, was clamoring for mail-in voting? Mass mail-in voting. Who's clamoring for taking signature verification off of, out of our elections? Who's clamoring for taking identification, voter ID, out of our elections? It's all the Democrat Party. It's all of the Democrat senators, the Democrat Congress people, the Democrat presidential candidates. These are the ones who are petitioning for all of this change to our system. As voters, our question should obviously be, why? Why do we need to make these changes? Last I checked, the United States of America was a republic of states. We are a collective group of states who have their own laws, their own representatives, their own governments. Taking away the Electoral College says that California and New York rule the United States. Whatever they want and say is the law of the land. And I'm sorry, South Carolina, it doesn't matter what you think. I'm sorry, North Carolina, it doesn't matter what you think. Your opinion doesn't matter. Obviously, because we are a republic of states, states who have their own governments, set their own laws, that is absurd. It is outrageous. California and New York do not speak for the entire country, nor should they. I don't care how many people you want to jam in a small area of your state. I don't care. You don't speak for the entire country. You can, you can mess up your states as much as you want, and we see it happening. The good people will just get the hell out. So you can keep doing that. But you're not taking the country with you. When I think about issues like this, what I just said, when I think about health care, the Democrats' plan for health care is Obamacare. But when you poll the American people about what they think about Obamacare, most of them have negative opinions of it. Why would we support that? Think about the Democrats' position on law enforcement. Lately, it's been, let's just defund them and we'll just send social workers in. Well, that's not a very well thought out plan, is it? I think both parties agree there needs to be police reform. Hell, I'm, I'm it for police reform. I don't think our police officers are trained well enough. I think, if anything, we need to add funding because we need to better train our police officers for situations, and then you won't see this. The more training that police officers have, the better prepared that they are to handle situations, the better they will handle those situations. I don't believe that there are all these bad people, and, and no sane American believes, that the police, the police departments are just full of terrible human beings who are racist and want to kill people. No one believes that. The data doesn't even support that, by the way, particularly when you look at African Americans. But facts don't matter. Plans don't matter. Policy doesn't matter. The Democrats know that the American people care more about emotion. They care more about how they feel. How does someone make them feel? And they play off of that. They really do.
Because again, when you look at the policies, there's no way any sane human being could vote for a Democrat. When I, when I list off all these rule changes that they're pushing for, there's no way that a sane, good person could say, yeah, I support all that. Let's just tear it all down. It's not like it's worked since the founding of our nation. Let's just tear it all down. Going back to the vice presidential debates last night, if we turn back around, you saw this in Kamala. The narrative is the United States of America is a racist, terrible, mostly no good place. And when, when the Democrat talks, when a Democrat talks, that's what they mean. All this rhetoric that they push. And Kamala, again, it's funny to me because when you hear her talk, she sounds so fake. She's very unlikable, by the way. Last night proved that. I mean, her little laughs and her little, I'm talking, excuse me. Her little just smirks. They're, they're very, look, the left can celebrate that all they want. The 20% of people who identify as left wing can, can, uh, can, can applaud that. The rest of the country finds it incredibly annoying, by the way. Even CNN, CNN did a poll. And of course, the CNN poll says Kamala wins because only Democrats watch CNN anymore. But even that poll, even the CNN poll said that independent voters found her unlikable. Frank Luntz did a poll. Frank Lutz did a poll. And in his poll indicates the same thing, that independent voters are very turned off by Kamala Harris's attitude, by the little smirks and the laughs. People don't like it. And then now, okay, say that out loud and what are the Democrats going to come back at you with? You just don't respect women. If that were a man doing that, you wouldn't feel the same way. But no, that's, that's not true because men do that and I find those men incredibly unlikable. Some people think that Trump does that and they find him unlikable for it. I don't. I know that Trump is a showman, so a lot of what you see is just, it's part of that the show. But with Kamala, that's who she really is, man. And maybe part of it is I just know her background. Like, I know how she got into politics. I know how she rose to power. So I know that she is incredibly fake, incredibly vapid. She'll say and do anything to, to get a leg up. That's just her history. I mean, you can look up her history. Find a reliable source and look up her history. And then you'll see how she rose to power. You you hear it when she talks, right? Because when people care, when people are when people are really bought into what they're saying, you can tell that there's this natural passion. Take Tucker Carlson, right? I'll use him as an example. He's a great example because Tucker reads off of a teleprompter when he's doing his show, right? But even though he's reading off of a teleprompter, he is still natural because he still cares and believes what he's saying. That's, that's, you can tell, you can sense it in his, his voice and his speech, the way he speaks. He's not like, you can tell. When Kamala does it, it's the same. Every time she gives that speech, it's the same cadence, the same tone, the same inflection. It's always the same. And even even last night when she's talking to Pence and she's answering the questions and she's repeating a lot of the same talking points that Joe Biden has said in his debates and in speeches, it just all sounds fake and it all sounds the same. And that's someone that 
I don't know how anybody could get behind because if it comes off that way to me, it has to come off that way to a lot of Americans, right? It's just practiced and fake. She doesn't really believe any of this. She kept yelling at Mike Pence. You want to talk about mansplaining? She kept yelling at Mike Pence. How dare you tell me I'm a former prosecutor. And I did love Pence's comeback when she said that. And he's like, yeah, you're a former prosecutor, dude. And you locked a bunch of people up for like, you kept a lot of people locked up for like no reason. He like hit her good. Not as good as Tulsi did. Tulsi took her head off, but he hit her pretty good. There were a couple other, a couple other points too that I want to bring up. So she completely dodged the question on abortion. She was asked by the moderator, do you support unrestricted abortion? And she just didn't even answer the question. She completely sidetracked the question. And then she was pressed again and she said, I support a woman's right to choose. What does that mean? Define that, please. Please define that. We need definitions for these things because they do it. And then when she was asked about packing the courts, like I said earlier, she didn't answer it. Joe Biden won't answer it. No one will answer it, which means the answer is yes, guys. If they won't answer the question, it's because they don't want you to know how they feel about it. And Joe Biden will often say, hey, they're just trying to shift the narrative. No. But if that's the case, then you can end that by just answering the question. If the question, if the answer is no, of course, we're not going to pack the court. That kills the narrative immediately. But you not answering the question doesn't. It's the lie that they perpetrate with Donald Trump and the racism thing. They'll say, oh, he refuses to answer the question. That means he's a white supremacist. Even though he's answered the question 70 times. The difference here is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won't answer the question. And, and like I said earlier, t earlier, what an important question it is to answer. I mean, this is such a big deal. I want people to understand the gravity of all this. They take away the filibuster and they add people to the Senate. They have unlimited power, man. You're talking Palpatine stuff. Palpatine stuff. But I thought Mike Pence did a great job. I, I thought Mike Pence defended his boss well. He defended his stance. Most of my friends, by the way, who I wouldn't say are politically as inclined as I am, they don't care as much as I do. They care, and they're starting to care a little more. Even they were talking about how great Pence was. Some of them were even like, man, I wish it was Pence Trump and not Trump Pence. The mainstream media, of course, is saying Kamala won, like I said. I, but no sane person can walk away with that takeaway. Right? No sane person thinks that Kamala Harris won that debate last night. It's not possible, guys. It's just not. Anybody who watched that debate knows who won. They're lying to you if they tell you it was Kamala. They're lying to you. And they'll edit it down. They'll take talking points out of it and play them and say, this was a moment Kamala got him. But I certainly didn't feel last night like Kamala got Pence one time. I didn't feel that way at all. It was such a stark contrast from the debate with the presidential candidates. We're going to talk more about the vice presidential debate tomorrow night when I do the big show with Kelly. That's happening Friday, by the way. now. So Friday at 8 p.m. We're hoping to have that one up for you guys. You can listen to it over the weekend. It'll be a good show because we're going to talk about the vice presidential debates. We're going to talk about going forward, what we expect. And we're going to talk about defund Hollywood. Hollywood has their handout, guys. They're asking for a bailout. We're going to talk about it. This comes on the heels of that naked ad where a couple stars, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but a bunch of celebrities have filmed a video where they're all naked and they're talking about mail-in voting and naked ballots and it's a completely gut-wrenching, just complete and utter just 
puke-inducing video. It's so cringe. Anytime they do these, like, PSAs where they try and tell you how to think, it's so disgusting. It's so, so cringe. And this one is up there. It's not the Imagine-level cringe where they were all singing Imagine. That is probably the cringiest that we've gotten from celebrities. But this is definitely, like, three. Number three or four. It's, it's up there. It's not as cringe as Anthony Anderson uh, lecturing Jimmy Kimmel's weak self about uh, Black Lives Matter. It's it's not that cringe, but it's up there. It's still pretty cringe. One, one other thing I want to talk about is they're still pushing the 25th Amendment. So they're still pushing this like Donald Trump could die narrative. And Nancy Pelosi could get the, the the power. This is how you know Joe Biden, by the way, is not really in the lead. Is that the Democrats are still talking about the line of secession if we don't have a president. That's how you know Joe Biden. Because if Joe Biden really is up 16 points, it's going to be a landslide and there's going to be no question. Trump's not going to have a leg to stand on. That's how you know this election really is closer than what, what's being presented to us. That's how you know. Because they're still talking about, well, what if we're jammed up and we have no president and Nancy Pelosi has to become president. They're talking about that actively. Nancy Pelosi said today, we'll discuss the 25th Amendment tomorrow. The hell does that mean? Why are you talking about the 25th Amendment? Trump beat COVID. And even if he didn't, last I checked, Pence is still alive and fine. So what are you talking about? The 25th Amendment. Give me a break. 25th Amendment. They really are just so into themselves. They're really so into this idea that Nancy Pelosi might be president, which barf, if that's the case. I could list a thousand people I'd rather be president than Nancy Pelosi. How about Dr. Hook? Dr. Claw, that's his name from Inspector Gadget. I'd rather him, Victor Von Doom, rather him be president than Nancy Pelosi. Take any villain, Magneto, I'd rather he be president. I think I'd rather Jaws the Shark be president than Nancy Pelosi. Buzz Lightyear, Maleficent, Flash Gordon. How about any of those? Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Those are all better options for the presidency than Nancy Pelosi, by the way. Just just in case you were wondering. Well, just to talk about the next debates, since we just talked about the VP one last night. Today was announced by the... Uh, council the committee for presidential debates whatever they're called that the next presidential debate is going to be virtual and donald trump of course has said he's not going to do a virtual debate because a virtual debate what does a virtual debate do a virtual debate allows joe biden to hide his weaknesses a virtual debate will allow joe biden time it will allow him the ability to consult with aides it will allow him the ability to to cheat the debate in a sense that he's going to sound a lot smarter than he actually is so Donald Trump, of course, says, I'm not wasting my time with this. This is all set up to make Biden look a heck of a lot better. He should be COVID free by the time the debates start. He'll be asymptomatic and he won't. He shouldn't be a carrier anymore. Right. 14 days or whatever. So. I, I don't know, man. I don't know about it. What I do know is that this is a bad idea for Trump. So Trump has come out and said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a virtual debate. And of course, the media is running wild with this saying Trump's afraid of Biden. Trump's Trump knows he's going to lose. He doesn't want to do another debate. But we all know that in reality, they're just covering. They're all covering. This helps Joe Biden so much if the debate is virtual. I don't know if Donald Trump should pull out. And I don't think he will. 
but I think he's just playing hardball right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, a virtual debate definitely gives an advantage to Biden. They can cut Trump off too. This gives them the power to just cut the camera, cut the feed, cut the mic if they don't like what Trump's saying or if he's speaking over Biden or if they're actually, I don't know, debating about something. You can just cut it off. It's a bad idea for Trump to agree with this. He should push back a little bit because Trump's strength is being there live. And if this is going to be a town hall where people can ask questions, having Trump there to interact with people might be an advantage. I'm sure they're going to stack the deck anyways. I'm sure a lot of the people asking the questions are going to be independent voters, much as those independent voters who are asking Joe Biden questions at his town hall, right? Plants. That's what they are. So you're going to see a lot of plants at this debate, people asking them questions that are geared towards Biden's strengths and Trump's weaknesses. Questions about global warming, the thing no one cares about. Questions about systemic racism in this country, which we all know is a myth. Implicit bias. Oh, no. All the words. We're going to get them all. All the SJW talking points. They're all coming in this next debate. So this one's going to be an S show. I thought the vice presidential debate was good overall. I thought it was entertaining. I liked seeing Mike Pence just, just dominate. And I kind of am behind the idea of Mike Pence 2024. I got to say, after that performance last night, I, I think I'm in. But anyways, guys, like I said, we're going to talk more about that on Friday. I've gone 25 minutes. I feel like that's enough for you guys on a Thursday. Hope you guys have a great, fantastic day. Please reach out on Twitter, at VeganWing. You can DM me, slide into my DMs. I'll respond. Or you can just tweet at me, whatever you find. If you find something interesting that you, you want me to cover on the show, let me know. For now, though, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next time.